Hey, this is Todd and Julie Mullen, senior pastors here at Christ Fellowship Church in South Florida. Whether you're across the street or across the world, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy week to join for this message. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you to get more out of life. It was the winter of 2011. I had no idea that night that God was going to speak to me through a dream. This was not an ordinary dream. This dream felt real. This dream took place in a courtroom, a courtroom much like we're in today. The crazy thing about this dream is I was on trial. I was on trial for vision. I was on trial for mission. I was on trial for being the tangible hands and feet of Jesus. What was different about this trial? This trial, I wanted to be found guilty. Not, not guilty, but guilty of evidence that the works on earth, that how I serve people on earth was a witness of me being a Christ follower. Would I represent being the tangible hands and feet of Jesus? You see, in this courtroom, there needed to be evidence on earth that I was the tangible hands and feet of Jesus, representing the message of God in heaven. Guilty or not guilty. This dream has me on trial. God is the judge, Jesus, the prosecutor, and I'm on trial. Not about preaching at church, not about inviting people to church, not about going to church, but about being the church. Not about faith, but about works. You see, in this dream, me being on trial, there was also a witness stand. And in the witness stand, it was odd. It was a kid from an African village who has to walk three miles to get water for his family every day. In the witness stand was a racist Nazi skinhead. Remember, this is my dream. Who doesn't really know who I am. In this witness stand was a homeless guy on the streets of Baltimore City. In the witness stand was a, a single mom who was looking for positive male mentorship for her son. And Jesus looks at each one of them and he says, on earth, did you know Jimmy? To the kid and the African place who has to go get water, do... Do you know Jimmy to the single mom? Do you know Jimmy to the Nazi skinhead? Do you know Jimmy? And each one of them, one by one, said on earth, I never knew Jimmy. That means I had faith without works. That means I prophesied in his name and I preached in his name. 
but did I represent the tangible hands and feet of Jesus? This is what this dream was all about. Was I going to be found guilty? Was there gonna be evidence that I on earth didn't just go to church, but I was the church? And one by one, they said, I never knew Jimmy. And those harsh words and that harsh reality ended with this, Jesus saying, if they didn't know you on earth, I can't know you in heaven. And it was that day that I made it my mission to do something every day to be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus. Because what I found out through that dream, that faith without works is dead. What's up, Christ Fellowship? Welcome to church today. We are so glad that you are here and whether you are watching online or one of our amazing campuses that we have all around Florida, can we just give it up one more time for just the vision of Christ Fellowship and what we're doing? Welcome to church. We are so excited to continue week two today of the book of James. And I have a survey for you. Who is preaching today? James Rollins? James Bond, LeBron James, Jimmy Rollins. That's, it. That's who's preaching today. And uh, if, you, if you said Jimmy, you got it right. And uh, I'm so excited and uh, just to be back here today and just to be with our, our family. We're gonna jump right in uh, and just continue here. Uh, what a powerful dream. You see, that dream has driven everything in my life. When God gave me that dream, that was a real dream, I was then responsible to walk and live that dream out. And when we landed on doing this series, the book of James, I was reminded of that dream through this passage in James chapter two, verse 14 through 26. And it says this, you can follow along on the screen. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, what good is it if someone claims to have faith but demonstrates no good works to prove it? How could this kind of faith save anyone? For example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and hungry, and you leave them saying goodbye, I hope you stay and I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't provide them a coat or a cup of noodles, come on, paraphrase. <laughs> what good is your faith? So then, Faith that doesn't involve action is phony. That's what the Passion Translation says. The New King James Version, which says, faith without works is dead. It was shortly after that dream that I found myself in Nairobi, Kenya on a missions trip. And this missions trip was absolutely amazing. God was speaking to me and God was giving me and downloading vision for the church that Irene and I would start in Baltimore, Maryland. And I was having an encounter with God and we ended that trip at this orphanage. And this orphanage had 14 orphans and all week we ministered to them and all week we painted and, and built shelter for them and, 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 and provided food for them. And at the end of the week, 
I thought it'd be fun to drive out into the city and get them some pizza. What I didn't know is they had never had pizza before. And so when I brought the pizza boxes back, it wasn't 14, it was 16, because I needed two. <laughs> we all got in a circle, and there was this little girl standing next to me named Am Blessed, and we called her Amby. She's about seven years old, and I prayed for the pizza. And I said, in Jesus' name, amen. And tears, I looked, were coming down her face. And I said, you guys can eat, and they wouldn't eat the pizza, they just stared at it. And it was that morning that Am Blessed said something that would change my life, that would change my mission, that would frame up our passage of scripture this morning. She said these simple words, God is faithful. And it was in that moment that I realized that I had presented evidence of God being faithful through pizza. And blessed, didn't really care about the pizza. What she was saying is, is that this pizza box was a testimony and it was proof that God had not forgotten about her. You see, in that moment, I realized that faith with works is alive. Faith with works brings people alive, but faith without works is dead. And so today, Christ Fellowship, I wanna preach to you from this topic, beyond a reasonable doubt. Beyond a reasonable doubt. You see, I believe this is what James is saying. James, you see, Pastor Todd established that James was the half-brother of Jesus. James was the first pastor of the first church ever. He had nothing to compare that church to. He, had, he couldn't download a vision from an internet site or pastor's conference. He had to download a vision from God. And I believe as he says these words, faith without works is dead, James is framing up the mission of this first church. How do I know that? Because if you do a little study, you will see that the conditions of the city were not very good. In fact, people were impoverished in the city. The socioeconomic temperature was not so great. People were starving of food. The city was not in great condition. And what I love about this is God gives this pastor, this church, a mission that says we're not gonna be a church in the city. We're gonna be a church for the city. He says we're not gonna be a church on a block. We're gonna be a city on a hill that cannot be hidden to lost people, to broken people, to people who are discouraged, to people who have struggled in their faith. He says church doesn't start when service starts. He says church starts when service is over because we don't just go to church. James is saying we are the church. And that's what surmises this faith without works. Faith without works 
It's phony. Being a Christian without being Christ-like, it's phony. It's saying the grace that we received, if it's not the grace that we give away in the form of food, water, shelter, clothing, and care. James is saying, man, that's not what I want for my church. He says, beyond a reasonable doubt, as the half-brother of Jesus, and maybe although I didn't have uh, this conversion until after the resurrection, I spent some time with my brother. And the time that I spent with my brother, I saw this scripture that says Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. Faith without works is dead. In my equation, Christ Fellowship, what I make up about that is simply this. Helping someone brings hope to someone. Help equals hope. Can y'all say that with me? Help equals hope. Without a reasonable doubt, faith without works, faith needs evidence. Faith needs substance. How do I know that? Because in Hebrews 11, one and two, it says now faith. I love that it says now. Faith is now. Faith needs reality. Faith needs substance. I am the substance of faith, but what I do is the evidence that changes someone's future. Wow. Works. This word works, in the Greek, it, it breaks it down and it's, it's ergon or E-R-G-O-N and it's 181 times in the New Testament that word is mentioned. And James mentions it 12 times. The word works means to be employed. It means to be occupied by purpose. It means an act or a deed of something that is done or an under. You see, Paul frames this up in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 10, when he says this, For by grace you have been saved. Through what? Faith. And that not of yourselves. It is a gift. Faith is a gift from God. Watch this. Now here's the case. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. And then it goes on and says, For we are his workmanship. We are ergon. We are works. What? Uh, 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 created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared for us so that we would walk in them. Come on, it's time for us to show up to work in our city. It's time for us to show up to work in our family. It's time for us to show up to work in someone who's discouraged, dealing with emotional issues, Someone who may be physically, mentally, or spiritually deprived. You see, and I, and I boiled it down to this, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. It's not on the screen. It says, what we have received freely by the way of salvation must be given away freely by the way of serving. What we have experienced freely, salvation was free, faith was free. Now we got to give it away with no strings 
attached. In fact, scripture says that Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. It means no strings attached. I believe many of us today can be like little and blessed, and we can say, man, God is faithful. But will you be pizza to somebody? Will you place a DoorDash order when it's not comfortable? Will we be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus? You see, James is saying, beyond a reasonable doubt, ergos, work, you are employed. Beyond a reasonable doubt, you have to give away what you have received. Beyond a reasonable doubt, like David, it says that David served the purposes of God in his generation. Man, I spent my whole Christian life trying not to sin. Not none of you? A few of us, like, I thought Christianity was based on what I didn't do. But what James is saying, it's also based off of what I need to do. Wow. That means I can't just come to church. I, I, I got to be the church. I have to be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus. You see, I love this because as a disciple, as a Christ follower, uh, Jesus, he cross-examines people. And I said, God, today I want to so gently cross-examine our church. How's the cross affected us? What do we value in the work of the cross? You see, what James is saying in point one, if you're taking notes, he's saying beyond a reasonable doubt, I don't just go to church, I am the church. I don't just go to church, I am the church. The church sat in traffic this morning. Come on, somebody. The church ate breakfast. The church got up at 4.30 to pray for you. Come on, the church highlighted his notes. You know you're sitting next to the church? I am the church. The church is not the four corners of a building. The church goes to the four corners of the world. Come on. We are. The church, and how do I know this? Because the first time church is mentioned is in Matthew chapter 16 when Jesus has this conversation with Peter and Peter's being cross-examined and, and Jesus says, who do men say that I am? What are people saying about the church through us? Who, who do people say God is through us? James is saying faith without works keeps people spiritually dead, but when faith and works come together, people come alive. The great commission is fulfilled. Peter says, well, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elisha. Some say, and Jesus says, no, what do you say? And I came to ask us today, Christ Fellowship, what do you say Jesus is? 
Peter says, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. He has that faith. He has that salvation. And Jesus looks back at him and says, son, flesh and blood has not revealed that to you. You have had a revelation. And on that revelation, I will build my ecclesia, my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That word church in the Greek is the word ecclesia. You know what that word ecclesia doesn't have? A building committee. You know what that word ecclesia doesn't have? A bulldozer. It's not bricks and mortar. That word ecclesia, when Jesus says this, this word ecclesia, it was a, it was a secular term used in the sense of a group of citizens coming together to determine the welfare of the city. Ecclesia. That's what James is saying in this first church. He says, we're not going to be a church on the block. He says, before we invite people to church, we're going to invite people into our lives. What James is saying, it's not about religion. It's about relationship. I don't want to give people my religion. I want to share people my relationship that I have with Jesus through being, y'all ready? Deep Greek word, you ready? Normal. Man, church people can be some of the weirdest people. We got this Christianese language we talk. But what James is saying, he's saying be be supernaturally natural. He says, let your faith start when you receive Christ in your heart, but make sure it gets to your hands. Make sure that salvation in your heart gets to serving through your hands. I will build my church beyond a reasonable doubt. The question that we need to ask one another is, are we the church or do we just go to church? Hmm. Beyond a reasonable doubt, would those who are lost and those who are discouraged, would they see the reality of Jesus through you? Are you the now faith through the evidence of being the right now works? Man, I've learned that we got to serve people, not just on serve day, not just giving to an offering and saying I'm a part of that. Mm -mm. You see, being the church costs you something. It costs Jesus his life, and we don't expect it to cost us something? You see the word works? I think of the word worship. I think of being a living sacrifice. When I play golf, I want to be a living sacrifice, even though I want to win. Faith without works is Dead, he goes on to say, beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes, I don't just go to church, I am the church. Number two, he says, beyond a reasonable doubt. Are y'all ready? I must put my mission where my mouth is. Y'all like, that's heavy. It's not heavy. Come on, the founding pastor of this church is a coach. This is what he would say. Put your mission where your mouth is. 
I must put my mission where my mouth is. James 2, 15 and 16 says, for example, if a brother or sister in the faith is poorly clothed and you leave them, watch this, saying goodbye, I hope you stay warm and have plenty to eat, but you don't do nothing for them. That kind of faith is phony. Do you know what I've come to understand? It's people who are lost, that have had some level of experience with Christians, they don't hate Christ. They don't deny Christ. They hate Christ's followers, us. Because if we have this message of grace and we have this message that he's a healer and we have this message that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, how dare us have faith and keep it to ourselves without works to give it away just as freely as we have received it. We have to put our mission where our mouth is. That's what God spoke to me in Nairobi, Kenya. You see, what I didn't say is that day I promised those 14 orphans that they would never go a day having to worry about food. That orphanage became our church's orphanage. That orphanage Irene and I still give to. That orphanage is thriving. Those kids are now running that orphanage with other kids. That orphanage, they, they, they've come together and they've built a, a, a farm where they're feeding the whole city because why? They understood that faith without works is dead if we keep it to ourselves. We have to multiply this faith. This is the Great Commission. I've got to put a mission where my mouth is. I, I, I found this little meme that kind of sums this up in a funny way. It says, you mean to tell me this is a little kid from Africa? You brought me a Bible and I'm hungry? You mean to tell me you're going to say I'll pray for you and not feed me? You mean to tell me is that what Jesus would do? James is saying, no, not this church. And I came to say, because it's my church, not our church, uh-uh. We're going to see a need, we're going to meet a need. Come on, somebody. Somebody's hungry, we're going to feed them. Somebody's lost, we're going to give them directions. You know what? Faith is sometimes a hug. Faith sometimes is a smile, the evidence of it. Come on, y'all. If God can be faithful through a pizza, he can be faithful through a text that says, how are you doing? Faith without works is dead. I don't want to have phony faith. I want to have the real kind of faith. Come on, y'all. I don't want to go to a knockoff sushi restaurant. I don't know what kind of fish they're serving. Come on, somebody. I want to go to the real thing. I don't want fake gumbo. I want real gumbo. 
Man, it's time for our Christianity to show up in the reality from faith to feet. Come on, somebody, so that we can change somebody else's future. I want to put my mission where my mouth is. Let me say it this way. I want a testimony, not a testimony. I want anybody I spend time with to be better after they spent time with me. That's what I want. I want to live the kind of life that's open-handed. I've learned that if you live an open-handed life, God keeps your hands full. I've learned to be life-giving. I have to put my mission where my mouth is. See, it's easy when it's people that like me. But what about the Nazi skinhead who's struggling with racism and judges me? When Jesus asked him, do you know Jimmy on earth? I can't say the circumstances, God. You gotta understand the circumstances. Uh-uh. Hey, God says, no, 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 no. I object. You don't get a pass because there's no such thing called justified unforgiveness. The same forgiveness I gave you works. It's the same forgiveness you got to give him. You have to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And Jimmy, stop picking where you live. It's easy to love the neighbor as yourself. Come on, somebody. When they like you, just like you, vote like you, dress like you, and are a lot like you. But can we put our mission where our mouth is? James is saying, beyond a reasonable doubt, don't just go to church, be to church. Beyond a reasonable doubt, put your mission where your mouth is. And number three, I'm gonna end with this, beyond a reasonable doubt, I've decided for the rest of my life, Josh, that my compassion is gonna be followed up by my action. Y'all know those people, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Come on, y'all. Y'all like, no, I am those people. Sorry you went through that. I'll be praying for you. I'll be, I'll be praying for you. Yet faith is now. And you're, you never said this, because I know, you know, I would, but you wouldn't. Like, you know, someone, someone says, I'll be praying for you, and I'm like, no, you won't. Because there's no evidence that you've been praying for yourself. How about we pray right now? How about if somebody needs prayer, we pull up? Yo, what's good? Can I pray for you? Y'all not going to say it like I'm going to say it, but, you know, that's, that's what I would say. Can y'all imagine some of y'all, yo, what's good? How about we be now? How about our evidence be now? How about our testimony be now? You know, Acts 1 and 8 says this, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and be outside of your comfort zone. Oh my God. 
This ain't black church, y'all. Back in the day when I used to say, can I get a witness? And everybody would stand up. Hallelujah. Can I get a witness? Glory be to God. Can I get a witness? Preach, pastor, preach. This ain't that. Uh Uh-uh. This is not can I get a witness, but is there a church who will be a witness? Is there a church who will be the tangible hands and feet of Jesus? Is there a church that will put your mission where your mouth is? I got to have action. Pastor, how are we being cross-examined today? Uh, I believe it's in Matthew. Hmm. It says in Matthew 25. I don't even know if y'all have this scripture, but I felt like preaching it right now. Oh, there, there it is. Matthew 25, it says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and his holy angels with him, He will sit on the throne of glory and all the nations are gathered before him. Y'all, this scripture is the courtroom. He will separate one from another as the sheep divides from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left hand. And the king will say to those on his right hand, I know you, I know you, you're my disciples. Come on, he says, come, you are blessed, my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then he goes on to says about the evidence. He says, because when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. When I was a stranger, you invited me in. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick and in prison, you came and visited me. And I'm sure his disciples said, Jesus, when were you hungry? When were you thirsty? Of course we've never seen you naked. He says, no, you don't get it. He goes, let's go to the witness stand. To the kid who was hungry. To the person you disagreed with. To the single mom who is looking for a mentor for her son. Let's go to the jury. To the homeless guy who you judge and says, we can get a job. He says, when you did it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. That's how you get a guilty verdict. You see, that day I stood before, it was, the, it was like the sheep versus the goats. It was like the real Christ followers versus the fake Christ followers. You see, sheep are on the right side. That's the side of approval. But goats are on the left side. That's the side of disapproval. I want to be on the right side of Jesus because at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. I want to be not a knockoff version. I want to be the authentic version of Christianity. Can you stand with me? At every campus, come on, if you're online in your kitchen, go ahead and stand. If you got pizza, grab you a slice. A year later, our missions team went back. And I guess, Dave, after we left, they decided to eat the pizza. But a year later, in the new beds that they had, the new shelves that we built, there were 14 empty pizza boxes 
that were on a shelf like a trophy. And you know what that trophy said probably on that plaque in my head? God is faithful. I decided that day that I came alive and my faith and my works, it gave me purpose, it gave me passion, it gave me a mission. So the question is, will you be pizza for somebody? No matter their condition? CF, this is our vision. We got more campuses to build. We've got more people to reach. We've got to reach a generation before the enemy gets them. Pastor, what, what, what are you saying? We can't stop. Come on, y'all. Our faith's got to work. Our faith's got to continue. Our faith has got to multiply. We've got to take this thing to a whole nother level. And if you're with me today, can we just put both hands up in the air? These aren't hands right now. They're spiritual antennas. Just like a cell tower to say, God, here I am. Father, I pray right now for every person under the sound of my voice that the great pastor of the very first church, James, said, faith without works is dead. That if there's any area that we've neglected that has us not living, giving, serving, doing, that your spirit would speak and blow fresh life into that area. That we would be pizza for somebody who needs it. Guilty as charged. Christ Fellowship, God bless you. Thank you again for spending time with us today. If you're looking to take a step in discovering the more that God has in store for you, just text the word podcast to the number 441-441 and select the option that applies to you. And if you enjoyed this message, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. A special thanks to those of you who generously give to all that God is calling us to do together. It's because of you that everything that we do is possible. We'll see you right back here for next week's message.